It's time for the Friday Basketball Coaches Show on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you as we talk with area coaches from Marquette County. We start off with Westwood Girls Basketball and head coach Kurt Corcoran. Coach, steady rolling for your squad. 9-0 and to start the year. You get the season sweep over Gladstone on Tuesday. Let's start with that game. Your team shot 53% from the field. Really controlled the game throughout, led by double digits for most of it. Tell me a little about Tuesday's game now that you had some time to digest it. Sure. we. Um, everybody knows about Megan Crow, uh, the 6-3 post player for Gladstone. Um, she's a real nice talent. And obviously our game plan going in was to shut her down again, um, which we, we did a, a fairly good job the first time uh, we, we played them. And this this time around, we actually held her scoreless in the first half because um, if, if Megan catches the ball on the block, we're, we're done. We just don't have the horses to, to guard that. Um, so we just do all we can to front her and keep the ball out of her hands. And... Um, you know, the first time we played them, we got off to a slow start. We turned the ball over uh, a number of times in the beginning, and uh, this time we got off to a nice start. Uh, Tessa Tessa got us off with a nice jumper, and then she got an and one, a um, couple of free throws, and yeah, we just we never really looked back, and the, the shots were just falling that night. Um, so it was it was a, a great all around effort. We I think we only had. 10 or 11 turnovers. Uh, I don't know, you and me have talked about that many times. Uh, you know, we're up in the 17 to 20 per game and, uh, we were able to, we were able to limit those. We were able to get to the free throw line 21 times. Uh, it was just a, it was an all around good effort. Um, I think it was, I think it was Maddie Kosky's best game I've ever seen her play. Um, you know, everybody always expects to hear Maddie scoring, but she actually, she uh, she still had 15, but she went and she got a career high in rebounds. She had eight rebounds, seven steals, seven assists, something like that. Uh, just a a monster stat line, and it was it was really good for her um, to to understand that you don't have to always score every point of the game to to have a good game. You can facilitate and be uh, be a real good, real good, real well-rounded point guard by uh, um, you know doing all the other stuff, all doing all the dirty work. So. Um, Fantastic effort by the girls. Real, real proud of the way they came out. Well, coach, shooting is really starting to pick up for your squad. Tessa Lee's a great game as well with twenty-three points. She can three trays. Is shooting something that you've been addressing through practice, and you're starting to see it transpire? No, not really. Uh, it's one of those things your coaches tell you. I've probably told you before. You know, shooters are made in the off season, and. You know, you can, the, the season isn't really the time to work on your shooting. It's just not enough time. Uh, you know, we, we've got a, we're learning to gel as a team, um, offensively, defensively. It, it's really not, you're not going to become much, uh, you're not going to see significant difference in your ability to shoot the ball between November and February. It's just, it's just not very typical. And, and luckily for me, our girls, our girls put that time in, in the gym, in the off season. Um, you know, does that to say we never work on shooting? Yeah, we do every day and they hear me every single day talking about, you know, getting your elbow up and following through, shoot off your middle finger, and step into your shot, things like that. Um, and we had a, we had a snow day before the Gladstone game and, um, we weren't able to practice. So, you know, we, we, we got in, we had a little shoot around after school. Um, but it's, 
you never know if that's going to help or not. You know, you get in and shoot after school for an hour and then send them home and come back and, and everybody says, oh, well, you shot so well because you shot around before. No, not necessarily because I've see, I've watched it backfire and go the exact opposite way too. So, you know what, I've got some good shooters on this team and, um, you know, I, I really attribute that to just their, their, their work in the offseason. Well, Coach, you're getting contributions up and down the bench, and right now, one through eight, everybody's getting in the game on a given night, and everybody's giving you some quality minutes. What can you speak about to your depth? Yeah, well, it's it's a little scary, you know, having only eight girls on the roster uh, because we're very delicate, and one injury, one sickness can really throw a big wrench into what we've got going on right now. So um, it's 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 nice we've got everybody playing. But at the same time, practice is difficult because, you know, we, we can rarely go five on five. So, um, but to see everybody come in and log quality minutes, again, you know, in the beginning of the year, we were talking about our, our inexperienced players, the Emily Nelson and Sadiqa, uh, Megan Johnson. Uh, they're logging real good minutes and they're contributing. Emily is coming in every game. She comes in, gets a couple of nice rebounds, a couple of nice steals. Um, hits a jump shot or two, and uh, just really kind of letting the game come to her. You know, in the beginning, these girls were a little bit nervous. Sadiqa Gardner's really coming into her own, playing real well, um, working on her post game, working on her, her soft touch inside, and um, really kind of catching up with the speed of the game. So, it you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. We, we, we are balanced. That's kind of what uh, the secret to our success is right now. And, um, you know, when... When Maddie or Tessa isn't, you know, when they're scoring below their average, hopefully somebody else is able to step up, and uh, so far we've been able to do that. Well, Coach, you uh, you saw Gladstone once earlier this year. This was the first time that you've seen somebody multiple times in one year. Did you feel that your team was well-prepared, had some inside knowledge for it? Can you speak to how your team was able to prepare for a team that they had some information on, weren't going in too blind? Yeah, yeah, it is. It was. We we were familiar, um, and the the only thing that was a little scary is um, Maddie Algren, their point guard, didn't play in that first game. So we didn't really know how much she was going to bring to the table, how much of a difference uh, or an impact she was going to have on the game. Uh, so we were able to use that as a little bit of motivation. I mean, r- rather than we were down five seven points in that first quarter, the first time we played them, um, so we were able to use that alone as motivation to not take these guys lightly, but also the fact that Maddie Algren was going to be back um, at full strength. So, But again, with or without Maddie Algren, um, we got to stop Megan Curl. And the girls the girls held her scoreless in the first half, and that's, that's, that speaks volumes to our team defense because I'll, I can tell you it's not just Ellie or Sadiqa who is holding her scoreless. It was the whole team um, as we were obviously fronting her just trying to keep the ball out of her hands, and we can't do that uh, one-on-one. So it is, a, it is an entire team effort. Um, I thought we did a better job on her this time around. I thought we got off to a better start. We limited our turnovers. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly nice to see from – to be able to compare games and know that, know that we are getting better rather than um, Gladstone being prepared for us and coming up, coming and giving us a – a run for our money, um, yeah, it's, it's nice seeing, seeing improvement because that is that was the first team we've seen twice, and um, it's always nice to have that, that uh, two-game comparison to be able to judge. Talking with Kurt Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood. Coach, you've got Houghton coming up on Friday, and they're a team that 
maybe started off a little bit slow, but they're a dangerous team. They're always well coached. Tell me what to expect from the Gremlins. Yeah, that's uh, everybody. That's what everybody says about Houghton. Uh, who is this team? And I know they've got some. They've got some quality players. And the Ryanen girl has been up on varsity. She's got some good experience. She's a real good athlete. Nice looking ball player. Um, and uh, number twenty one is all I know. I don't even know her name because they don't have a roster. But um, they're they're well coached, and that's the bottom line. Like you get. I, I don't care what their record is. Anytime you have a, a, a coach Philpis team, a team coached by Julie Philpis, they're going to give you a run for their money. They're going to play. They're going to play a really good defense. They're they're going to be disciplined and execute their X's and O's, and they're going to play hard. Uh, you know that coming in. So um, you know everybody's kind of quick to say, "Oh, Houghton's having it down here," but I just don't buy it. Um, they're just, they're too, Julie's been around for too long. She's won too many basketball games, and uh, you know we've we've got a couple of films on them, and um, we're gonna again. We always coaches are kind of psychologists and um, trying to get the girls. We we don't ever want them to take a game lightly or think that we've got it won before the game even starts. So plenty of plenty of. Um, what's it called, bulletin board talk for us or bulletin board material just with Coach Philpus alone. Um, but they're going to come in on Friday and, uh, you know, a team that's a team that's having a struggle, that's struggling, any to beat the number one team in the UP is going to make their season. And we're going to be dealing with that for as long as we've got that target on our back. So uh, we're going to get the best from Houghton. We're going to have the very best efforts. Um, you know, they're going to, people say they're, they're not shooting very well. Well, guess what? They're probably going to shoot really well on Friday night. So, um, we'll be, we'll be prepared, uh, hopefully be focused and, and give them all that we've got. What's the makeup of their team? Do they've got some height on them? Do they've got the ability to shoot from behind the arc? Do they have anything that stands out to you? They've got, they're, they've got some two tall guards. I mean, and their guards in this Ryan and in this number 21, they're not, um, they're not necessarily post players big but they're guard big and um they're they're long and lanky and they're athletic and like i said they're well coached uh they're fundamentally sound so um they're not they're not big they don't have a megan crow they don't have a, a tollman from iron mountain or a, a hill from nagani but um they're 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 guard play where our guards are going to be matched up like our bigs will be just as big as their big but our guards are going to be smaller than their guards and and they're they're good players so um, we'll probably pressure the ball up the floor a little bit. Just try to take them out of any sort of routine that they they like to be in, and just disrupt that flow a little bit. Do they have a staple on defense they'll throw at you? Maybe a little bit of pressure. Is there anything you can expect from them on the defensive end? Well, the three films that I've got, they ha- they have not pressured. I think I think Julie, maybe knowing um, they're struggling a little bit, is just trying to play real solid half court man to man defense. Uh, they're no, they don't play any zone from what I've seen. And uh, rather than expending their energy on any full-court pressure and getting beat for layups, they get back, play solid man-to-man, one foot in the lane defense, and they're going to make it hard to, for us to uh, to get in the lane. So, um, again, we'll, pro- we'll try to push it on them, maybe put a little bit of pressure on them. But going back to us only having eight on the team, we got to be careful when we're pressuring because, you know, we don't have that deep of a bench uh, in in make all of our girls exhausted by the first quarter by pressing. So, um, so we're probably looking at two pretty similar teams, similar uh, 
similar ways we like to execute things and just uh, stick them man-to-man. What are some keys to the game for your squads, focusing on your team alone? Yeah, we again, we need to, we need to limit the turnovers, uh, especially early in the game. We need to get out to a good start. Uh, a, a good chunk of our games, we've been able to come out to a double-digit lead pretty early on, and... Um, we all we also a couple games there we were only shooting like eight free throws. We really we want to get to the free throw line twenty twenty plus times. Uh, keep the turnovers in the single digits, um, and and usually we, we've we've held other than that Menominee game. Nobody's scored more than forty points on us yet this year. So we, we like to keep keep our opponents you know in single digits per quarter as far as points are concerned. Coach, lastly, tell me how the younger levels of your program are progressing, the JV and what have you. Yeah, our JV are they're rolling. I think they've got I think they've got three losses. Um, they've got a couple of players who are really stepping up. Um, I know Natalie Prophet. She's she's averaging uh, darn near thirty points a game on the JVs. Um, she's progressing really well, and some of those other players. Um, are they're going to be they're going to be ready to make some strides and probably come up to the varsity for the tournament time coach as always appreciate you taking the time looking forward to talking again soon thanks Tanner. kurt corcoran head girls basketball coach at westwood more after this on espn up crystal clear trout streams pristine forest and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes we make our home in the most beautiful part of michigan we're embers credit union We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV. Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for being with us on Friday afternoon. Don't forget that we have... Westwood Patriot Boys Basketball at Ishpeming this evening right here on ESPN-UP. Pre-game right around 7 o'clock, tip-off 7.15. Hope that you're with us. Should be a great game. It was when they played at Westwood in December, and now the second time around. Always a great matchup when those two rivals square off. We're going to get to the phones here again in just a little bit, get to hear from more of our coaches. But this week, the first UPSSA basketball rankings came out. The Upper Peninsula Sports Writer and Sportscaster Association rankings first edition came out this week. Here's a look at them in Divisions 1 through 3. There's one poll on the boys' side. Iron Mountain was the unanimous number one. Iron Mountain came in at 8-0 this week. They are number one in the polls, followed by Marquette, Houghton, Nagani, and then Westwood rounds out the top five. So you've got Iron Mountain, Marquette, Houghton, Nagani, and Westwood in the UP boys' basketball rankings. Others receiving votes, Escanaba's just outside the top five, so are Ironwood and Calumet. In the Division Four rankings, Brimley 
Brimley is the top-ranked team. Kearney Nato took second place. They got a couple of first-place votes, followed by North Central, Bessemer, and Rapid River. Others just outside the top five include Munising and Dollar Bay. So that's a look at the first Upper Peninsula boys basketball rankings for this week. Once again, Iron Mountain, Marquette, Houghton, Nagani, and Westwood, the top five in Divisions 1 through 3 with Escanaba, Ironwood, and Calumet receiving votes. And then in Division 4, the top five is Brimley, Kearney, Nadeau, North Central, Bessemer, and Rapid River with Munising and Dollar Bay just outside the top five. Taking a look at the girls' high school poll in the Upper Peninsula. In Divisions 1 through 3, Westwood got four of the five first-place votes. Nagani got the other one. Those two teams both undefeated as they enter play this weekend. Of course, everyone remembers last year's thriller in the district opener when Westwood upset 20-0 Nagani ended their season. And once you know it, those two teams are slated to meet in the first round of the tournament again this year. They will meet next week as well in the regular season. They've got two regular season meetings, so circle that one on your calendar. Westwood ranked number one, Nagani's number two, Marquette comes in third, Bark River Harris and West Iron County rounds out the top five in the UP Sports Writer and Sportscaster Association rankings for divisions one through three. Others receiving votes include Menominee and Gwynn just outside the top five. Then in division four, St. Ignace has the top spot. They were the unanimous pick for the top-ranked team in Division Four of UP Basketball. Ontonagon, followed by Ewan Trout Creek, Barriga, and Lots, round out the top five. Others receiving votes include Chassel, Brimley, Rudyard, and Forest Park. So once again, the top five for each in Divisions 1 through 3, Westwood, Nagani, Marquette, Bark River, Harris, and West Iron County, with Menominee and Gwynn receiving votes. In Division 4, St. Ignace, Ontonagon, Ewan Trout Creek, Barriga, and Lance. And again, others receiving votes. You have Chassel, followed by Brimley, Rudyard, and Forest Park. So that is a look at the first UPSSA rankings for both the boys and the girls. We'll continue to follow those throughout the season. we got some fantastic basketball in the UP and in Marquette County. We'll break down each team, and we'll start on the Westwood side before we get back to a few more of our coaches' interviews. The Westwood boys got out to a 6-1 and one start this year, but currently they're on a two-game losing streak. So they enter play tonight 6-3. and three. They take on arch-rival Ishpeming. They go for the season sweep over the Hematites, a team that they beat 47-44. to 44. That came back on December the 7th. So Westwood at one point had a five-game winning streak, but then they really got into the meat of the schedule. Road trips to Iron Mountain, where they lost 60-22, to and then Tuesday at Gladstone, falling 62-35. to We knew Westwood was going to get tested, and we're really going to see what this Patriot team is made of here over the coming weeks because they're in the midst of a long, grueling road trip. They still have to go to Escanaba next week. They don't play at home again until the 24th, and that's against Iron Mountain. Then a trip to Marquette. Really, it doesn't get much easier for Westwood, so we're really going to find out what the Patriot boys are made out of here in the coming weeks. Westwood again at 6-1 and one over Westwood boys again 6-3 and three overall. The girls come in at 9-0. and oh. They continue to roll as they get set to take on Houghton tonight, and you heard Coach Kirk Corcoran talk about that game coming up a little bit. 
Houghton's a scary team. You never want to get into a situation with them where it's one and done. So they'll be a scary team for whoever they get in the tournament because Houghton can go off at any given moment and be dangerous and make life difficult for you. They're a team you really can't say is having a down year because they can get you any given night if you don't bring it. Westwood girls have been shooting the ball much better after Christmas. They found ways to get in the gym and take advantage of that time, and they are clicking. There's a ton of talent on that team. They may not necessarily have a long bench, but it's a deep bench. They have eight players, that's it, but they all get into the game, they all contribute. Now, Westwood's got the talent to make a deeper on this season. They swept Gladstone in the season series. They beat them on Tuesday for the second time this year, and they come in 9-0 and against the Houghton Gremlins tonight. And they all are geared up for that Nagani matchup next week. Let's stay in Ishpeming, but let's go cross town and break down the Hematites. On the boys' side of things, they're three and four. Now, they are not going to make excuses for themselves. But the truth of the matter is, they lost out on more than just the first week of practice. They are behind because the football season went a little bit longer. I know they like having success in football. They'll take that. They'll support that. But... It, it makes you lose more than just a week. You push some games back, and you really start to fall behind the rest of the UP that's out there playing games while you're getting back into basketball rhythm. So it's been a little bit of a slow start for this Hematite team, but we all know how good they are and how talented that roster is. So Ishpeming comes in at 3-4 and four as they get set to take on arch-rival Westwood this evening. Now, Ishpeming's not getting blown out by any means. They're involved in quite a few close games. And the problem has been pulling a few of those out. Tonight will be their second game of this week. On Wednesday, they hosted Nagani. That was a 47-43 win for the Miners, a team that's playing very well right now. And we get to talk with Dan Waterman here in a few minutes. But they're right there in a lot of these games. You look at the Hematite scores, and they're there with some of the best. A 62-61 loss to Gladstone in their first game of the year. A 47-44 loss to Ishpeming in their next game. Then a 52-50 loss against Gwynn back on December the 12th. So they had three losses by a combined six points to open up the year. They reeled off wins over Kingsford, Hancock, and Manistique to get back to 500, but then fell to Nagani by four. So their four losses have come by a total of 10 points. This hematite season could look so much different, and you wonder how much losing that first week of practice had to do with it. And I know they're not going to make excuses for themselves. They aren't going to blame the football team, what have you. It's just a part of how things go, and they're going to overcome that, learn to develop, and get acclimated. They're still in a good position. They've still got a very talented roster. And everything they want to do is still in front of them. They would love nothing more than to get back to 500 by beating Westwood. They'll have the opportunity to do it tonight. So the Hematites once again at 3-4, and four, trying to get back into the win column as they take on Westwood this evening. Again, you can hear that game right here on ESPN UP. The Hematite girls basketball team currently sporting a very deceiving 2-5 and five record. couple of quality wins for that squad. December 13th, they took down Calumet 42-38. to 
Kind of, that's a good team, and you have to earn a win against them. They're going to scrap and claw all the way through, and the Amatites gutted out a strong victory. The year started with double-digit losses against Kingsford and Westwood. They got the Calumet win, then they ran into Nagani, fell to Hancock and Gwen out of the break, and they were able to get back on the winning track last night as they took down Iron Mountain 42-39. to That's another team that's going to make you earn a win. They're a scrappy, gritty group, and it was a big step forward for Ishming to be able to pull out that win. And we're joined by Ishmaming girls head coach Ryan Riekel, his team coming off a 42-39 win last night against Iron Mountain. Coach, you had to scrap and claw for that win. It was a good old-fashioned grind one out, and your team was able to do it. Tell me how far your team's been able to come in the early going after graduating as many as you did last year, a young group, and being able to pull out a win like that. They look like veterans. Uh, yeah, you know, we lost our last two games by combined 10 points, five points each time. Uh, so we phoned a couple ways how to lose those games, and uh, this game we were able to claw uh, fight. Uh, grind out a uh, really hard-fought uh, victory for us. We did some things that were pretty good, but we dug ourselves a 10-point hole, which we've been doing quite a bit throughout this season, uh, digging these holes that we need to really stop doing. But uh, credit to our girls, they didn't give up. They went, We went to a little press, got some tempo in our favor, and we were able to dictate some of the game and get some flow down the stretch and make some big baskets. What were the adjustments you made, how your team was able to claw back into that game after being down 10? Uh, we went a little bit of a press in the second half just to change the tempo a little bit, not let them walk it down, uh, get a little easier possession. Uh, you know, I, I had an opportunity to watch the Johnny boys play our Hitchcock Hematite boys, and, uh, you know, Coach Waterman does a good job over there, and uh, he made some adjustments like that in the second half. And uh, His young team did the same things, just uh, kind of, got the flow uh, in their favor, uh, got the other team making, uh, you know, tougher possessions, uh, harder shots. Uh, and that's what our girls ended up doing uh, last night as well. And uh, those little adjustments are uh, key. Uh, you know, at halftime, you got to make adjustments if you're down and you got to make uh, adjustments if you're up just to become ready for whatever's going to come at you in the second half. And I thought last night our girls did a good job of uh, adapting to the game and putting it in their favor. Do you feel like this was a step forward for your young team? Uh, yeah, I think I can lose a, or win a close game and lose a, a close game before that. Uh, they start to believe uh, what you're preaching, some of the things that uh, you need to do in order to win. Uh, we still shot the free throw line really poorly. Uh, you know, at 50%, we don't want to be doing that. We missed 10 free throws again, 11 uh, game before that. And uh, we're going to keep stressing ourselves out. Uh, we're going to lose close games if we're not going to be making these free throws and uh, as we move through the season, we got to get a little more confident. We shoot enough in practice that uh, we need to just get it to be in-game confidence, and uh, hopefully by the end of the year we're going to be stepping up to the line and it's going to be like a free basket for us. Are you starting to figure out the identity of this year's team? Where do your everyday, your go-to strengths lie? I, I think uh, just playing with effort, uh, getting loose balls. Uh, we're gonna be, uh, it's going to be ugly sometimes. We're going to uh, be diving on the floor, uh, poking loose balls, getting long rebounds, and uh, playing a uh, little bit more effort on uh, some things that the 50-50 balls. We have to try to capitalize on all those, uh, and that'll put us uh, get us a few more possessions and limit their touch, other teams' touches. So if we do that, we're going to be uh, okay. We're going to put ourselves in a good position to try to be competing at the end of a game and trying to get wins. 
Looking ahead to next week, another tough one. You've got West Iron County and then a much-improved Manistique team. Tell me how far you're going to be looking ahead over the weekend to those two. I, I woke up pretty early this morning and started prepping for West Iron County. Uh, you know, they're, they're really good. they got good balance. they got good guards, and then they got some height in the interior. And uh, they're starting to play with confidence. Uh, they're, they're banged up earlier through the beginning of the year. Uh, now that they are full strength, I think they're starting to click on all cylinders. Uh, but we got we're going down there. Uh, we got to go down there and compete. Uh, I think they're, you know, the Naganis, Westwood, Western Counties, and Gwyns are the, you know, the, the be- better of the Class E uh, schools, including Park River. Uh, so we got to use this as a gauge of where we want to be and where we could be. Uh, and as we move forward, uh, you know, hopefully we go down there and compete. And it's going to be a battle because they got they got height and length, and we got to box out. We got to get all those 50-50 balls. Of, order to even, you know, compete for a game up in the, in the fourth quarter. Where are you going to challenge your team to improve here in the back end of the season? Uh, we got to get better at the guard positions and uh, handling the defensive pressure that people have been applying to us. Uh, you know, we're, we're tentative right now. We, we really have to uh, be assertive on the offensive end, uh, demand the core. Uh, right now, we've been letting the defense dictate on where we want to go and how we want to run our offense. And uh, that's never a good uh, method. Uh, we have to do a better job uh, running our offense and not let the defense make us uh, have a long night. Coach, uh, tell me about the younger levels of your program, how they're progressing, how their seasons are going. Uh, you know, our our JV girls uh, are getting better. Uh, the record uh, doesn't say so, but each night I see them get better. It's composed mostly of freshman girls. Uh, since we have three of the sophomores up on the varsity uh, getting good minutes for us. So, you know, anytime that happens, you rob a team of their three best players, uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, some growing pains. Uh, Olivia Corp on the JVs has been doing phenomenal. Last night she had 20 rebounds and eight block shots and, like, 16 points. So she's got some length. She's a big tall lefty. So uh, as the future comes through here, we got Olivia Corp and Rebecca Lohman, who's a sophomore, are two really good post players. Uh, our identity might change a little bit into trying to dump it in. It might actually replicate some of what West End County is doing with their two tall girls. Coach, as always, appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to talking again soon. Take care, Tanner. That's Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. More after this on ESPN-UP. The Market Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy, U.S. 41 Marquette. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Nagani Boys Head Coach Dan Waterman. Well, Coach, three in a row for your guys, steady rolling into 2019. And since that Marquette game before the break, your team has reeled off three straight wins and really look like they're firing at all cylinders right now. 
Yeah, we're we're playing better. Um, you know, we we got some things figured out. I think we're a lot better defensively than we were early in the year, and uh, the offense has been pretty consistent throughout. So, really happy with where we're at right now. But there's still room to grow. Well, you had the win over Houghton the other night, a team that's probably surprised a lot of people, and then gotten out a win over Ishpeming the other night. Tell me about your team's ability to go up against some of these. UP Giants and uh, be able to grit out wins. Yeah, Houghton's a good team, you know, and, and maybe not known to people here in the Central UP, but they got two of two of the top ten for sure. Two of the ten best players in the UP, and, and Boot Boris, their point guard, and and Brad Serrard, who's like a six six, uh, do everything. He shoots threes. He posts up. So, and, and then they've played a, a defense, a, a three two zone that. We haven't gone up against that in, in years, to be honest. So uh, I, I was really proud of the way we executed our offense in that game and, and uh, the job defensively that we did on those their two-star players was was good to see. And then uh, the other night against Ishpeming, uh, you know, we started out slow, and, and it, it was kind of weird. We executed our first three sets and got great looks. We got the shots we were hoping to get. They just didn't fall, and... And uh, we let that affect us, and and it slowed us down a little bit defensively. And, and Ishpeming played like you're supposed to play in a rivalry game. They came out full of fire and, and really took it to us in the first quarter. And, you know, we, we kind of regrouped and and talked about the need to, you know, have a greater sense of urgency and to play a little bit harder. And then things started to go a little bit better for us, and we're able to cut into their, their lead a little bit and make it a little more manageable by halftime. And then I thought we were outstanding for most of the second half. Uh, we applied a little bit of pressure and, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of turnovers, but it sped the game up and, and uh, I, I thought it kept the ball out of Yoey's hands. Who He's just a, at 6'7", he's a tough match for us, you know, with our lack of size. And, and uh, I thought the press, got them to take some quick shots and, and allowed us to get out in transition, and that's kind of where we're best offensively, and, and uh, we were able to do some good things. So really happy with the progress we're making, and, uh, you know, we gotta we got to keep plugging away. we got five, six weeks before the district, so there's there's a lot of time yet, but, uh, you know, we got to start refining things and, and getting even better. Well, Coach, the way the season started, 0-3 with three single-digit losses to three really good teams, was it difficult to try to get the guys to buy into the process, try to get them to trust it, or was it a situation where they kind of knew that they were up against some strong competition, just a few things go differently, and it's a whole new season? Um, it, it, it wasn't hard to get them to buy in uh, because we had a pretty good summer, and we had a lot of success this summer, so they – they came into the season expecting to be good and thinking that they were pretty good. Uh, it was it was more frustration, to be honest. We felt like, you know, the competition was good. You know, Kelly and Matt and Iron Mountain and Escanaba are three really good teams. Um, two of those games were on the road. Um, but we, we felt like we let a couple of them slip away because we had leads late in the games and, and uh, didn't finish them out the way that we would have liked. So... A little bit of frustration just in the fact that we, we thought we were better than what our record showed. So, um, But, it, you know, it's provided a little bit of fuel and, and uh, helped us to focus each day and, on 
little parts of our games, like like closing out games, um, you know, free throw shooting, uh, getting rebounds off missed free throws hurt us down in Escanaba. So we've had a couple of little ten minute sessions on free throw blockouts and just all little things that when you put them together, you know, they they impact the scoreboard at the end of a game. So uh, frustrating at times, but but also good for us. Well, about at the halfway point of the regular season, hard to believe it's gone that quick. But when you look at the back end of the season here, the back half, what areas do you want to see your team improve on? Um, get it, well, getting out to a, a, a good start in both halves. It, it seems like either we come out of the gate really good in the first quarter and, and play well, and then coming out at halftime we're slow or – Ishperming was the reverse of that. We came out and, and couldn't buy a bucket early, and then we came out like gangbusters after halftime. So uh, getting off to a good start in each half would be something that we're going to focus on and, and examine and film and, and see what the difference is. Um, and just a continued focus on, on execution. Uh, we made some mistakes defensively early in that game. Uh, we, we try to, to cut out a player's strong hand and force them one direction, and I thought we let Ishberman get to their favorite spots on the floor a little bit too easily early in the game. So little things like that, and then offense is always evolving. We're always adding little tweaks based on what we see on film. So just cleaning up execution things, and, and it's nothing big. It's just little details that add up at the end of the game. Well, looking ahead to next week, Coach, you've got a couple of home games, Hancock and then Gladstone. Tell me a little about what to expect from that week. Yeah, uh, next week's a tough week for us. Uh, we've been on this because of the season being a week earlier. Our schedule's kind of a little bit spread out, and we've been playing one game a week, one game a week, which has been nice in terms of getting lots of practice time to, to work on things, but now we get back into two games a week. Uh, so that in itself will be an adjustment. Uh, next week is exam week for us at school, so that's a big one. So we're going to try and chop practices down a little bit, only give them the absolutely essential details, uh, and try and lighten their load a little bit. And then the two teams present some challenges too. Uh, I had a chance to see Hancock over at Ishpeming, and they didn't play well that night, but they play extremely hard. They're you know, they, they're scrappy and they get after you. So we got to be ready to play on Monday. And then Gladstone is, has figured some things out. And, uh, you know, they've won three games, four games in a row. They had a nice win last night against Kingsford. So, uh, you know, and, and they got a premier player in Reese Caster. And, and so he's going to draw a lot of our attention. But it sounds like uh, just reading the paper and, and listening to the radio that their role players are, are starting to figure things out. So, we're going to have to identify who those kids are and, and uh, have a plan ready for them. Tell me about the younger levels of your program, how the JV and so on down are progressing this year. Yeah, uh, our JVs, I think, are sitting at 6-3. and three. Um, You know, it, it's a process with them, too. Uh, we've had nine games. We've had six on the road. That's difficult to deal with at any level. And I think those guys have done a pretty good job. Uh you know, with the younger level, you're, you're always focused on skill improvement and, and understanding what we're trying to do offensively and defensively. And, and I've seen some growth in those kids. That's good. 
And then another thing that, that we're stressing on our freshmen and JV levels especially is just bringing a great effort every night. And that, that's where I think there's room for the most growth with our young kids. Is And it's, it's common to all freshmen and sophomores. You know, they have really, really good nights, and then some nights it seems like they're, they're not quite ready to play. Uh, you know, we want them to consistently give a great effort because that's what it takes to win when you get to the varsity level. And, uh, you know, they're getting better. Uh, they work really hard. I, I, I don't see as much of our freshmen as I would like to. There's lots of times they're playing at a, at a different gym. But, um, you know, from what I've seen out of the JVs, uh, it's a good group of kids. They only got nine kids. So they've got to do some different things in practice, but uh, pretty excited for them and, and the season that they're having so far. Dan, as always, thanks for taking the time. Looking forward to talking again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for being with us on Friday afternoon. Continuing to break down a few of our area teams on the boys and girls side. Before we get back to the phones, let's take a look at the Nagani boys. I heard from Dan Waterman earlier in the show, got his thoughts on his team. But they're rolling right now. They've won three in a row. They're back above 500 at 5-4. and four, And they've got Hancock coming to town next week, followed by... Gladstone. So, a lot to feel good about if you're a Nagani boys basketball fan. Dan Waterman has them trending in the right direction. On the girls' side, Nagani 7-1. They're ranked number two in the first UPSSA poll, but suffering their first loss earlier this week against West Iron County. That came by a final score of 53-42. to So now, you look ahead to Gwynn coming up on Tuesday... And, of course, everybody's got the Westwood game circled after that. Looking through the schedule for Nagani, they started the year with a really nice 18-point win over Escanaba. They thump Houghton 65-33. They get a win at Marquette by 5. It really tested them and showed a lot about them. Then they cruise past Hancock 53-26, to got a victory over Lon 67-33, and then roll past Ishpeming by a score of 64-35. to 35. Then they flip the calendar to January, open up 2019 with a 60-17 win over Manistique, but then suffer their first regular season loss in two years as they fall 53-42 to 42 at West Iron County on Tuesday. 
Still no reason to hit the panic button. Nagani girls, they are going to be just fine. Fun team to watch as they continue to move forward and develop through their season. Let's look at Gwen Model Towner basketball. The boys at 4-4, four and four, they pick up one of the biggest wins in all the UP on Wednesday night as they took down Houghton 77-76 to 76 in double overtime. So Gwen has already won more games than they did all of last season, and they beat one of the most up-and-coming teams in the UP with Houghton. They're a team that's deceptively good, shall we say. I don't think a lot of people had high expectations for the Gremlins this year, but they're ranked in the first UP boys poll. That's a great win for Gwen to come out and get that one, especially the way they did it, gritting one out in double overtime. I told Coach Finkbeiner a few weeks ago when I had him on the show, his group might be the toughest in all the UP. What those guys have dealt with physically, what have you, and they're still able to perform at the level that they are. They are at home tonight, and they've got quite the challenge with Iron Mountain, the top-ranked boys team in the Upper Peninsula, visiting them this week. What a week for Gwen basketball. They get the number three team in the UP with Houghton, and now they get Gladstone, the top team in the UP. By the way, their game Last week, their most recent game last week came against Gladstone. They're not too bad of a team themselves, especially with the weapons that they have. So big one coming up tonight for Gwen as they welcome Iron Mountain and the talent that they have. And then another tough week next week. They're at Gladstone and home with Ishpeming. How about on the girls' side? We're going to have Coach Olson here on the show in a little bit. But the Gwen girls, why is nobody talking about them like they should? They're 7-1. and one. They're on a seven-game winning streak. They're playing wonderful basketball right now. They have a big one coming up with Nagani, another 7-1 and one team. That game will be in Gwen on Tuesday night. That could be the one to watch. Gwen's got a lot of talent on that girls' basketball team, and can't wait to talk with coach about it coming up here in a few minutes we'll get his thoughts on his squad but that Gwynn team to me just seems to be so overlooked this year but they've quietly turned in a seven game winning streak after starting out 0-1 with a loss to Bark River Harris which will be nobody's bad loss but over the course of this winning streak Gwen has picked up victories against Iron Mountain Houghton they've done it against Manistique Escanaba Munising Ishpeming and lots. That's not too shabby of a resume. Looking forward to see what this model towner team is made of and what they're all about. Let's go to Marquette basketball before we go back to the phones. The boys off to a 7-2 and two start this year, proving to be one of the top teams in the UP, and I think we all pretty much expected that. They are coming off a 67-49 win over Kingsford, but they haven't played in eight days. That game was back on January the 3rd. They're at home tonight. They take on Menominee, which should be a really good game as well. Then trips to Ishpeming, Houghton, and Kingsford. So a road trip coming up before getting back home on January the 29th to take on Westwood. But a lot to like about that Marquette squad, no doubt. They are going to be a lot of fun to watch throughout the season. Looking at the great Northern Conference standings, Marquette is 3-0, and Escanaba 3-1, and then you have Gladstone at 1-2, and Kingsford is 0-3, and then Menominee 0-1 in conference play. They've only had one conference game. So that is a look at the great Northern UP conference standings as we enter play this evening. Let's take a look at the Marquette girls. They are 6-2. and two. They have a long trip up to Calumet tonight, but they're coming off a 
42-36 win over Escanaba on Tuesday. This Marquette squad has put together a string of four straight victories. That winning streak started back on December 14th with a win at Traverse City Central 55-26. to then they won the following day against Traverse City West 51-40, picked up a 48-34 win at Kingsford on December the 20th, and then the previously mentioned Escanaba victory in their most recent outing. So they're back onto the floor after a little bit of an extended absence. They did not play from December 20th until January 8th, but... Here they are getting set to take on Calumet, looking for their seventh win of the season. And looking at the Great Northern UP standings, like the boys, the Marquette girls are on top. They're 3-0 and with Escanaba behind them at 2-1. and Kingsford is 1-2. and Menominee yet to play a conference game. And then Gladstone comes in at 0-3. And we're joined by Marquette girls basketball head coach Ben Smith, his team 6-2. and well, Coach, steady rolling for your squad, just like the boys. You're on top of the conference, coming off a win against Escanaba earlier this week and uh, getting set to make a long trip up to Calumet tonight. But first and foremost, tell me about how the first eight games have gone from the coach's perspective. Um, pretty good. I mean, we still have plenty to work on, as I'm sure every coach would um, tell you. But uh, having that long 18- uh, or 19-day layoff, you never quite know how you're going to come out and play. We started... Uh, really nicely on Tuesday. I think we were up 17 to five. Uh, I think after six possessions, we had 13 points or something. So we were really efficient to start, um, which was great to see. But then next thing you know, I think it was 19 to seven, um, and we called timeout and then kind of regrouped a little bit, and then I think went on like a 20 to four run or something along those lines. So definitely some stretches where we're doing things. Um, very well where we're trying to get the ball inside where I think our strength is and either scoring out of there or getting clean looks off of it Um, but we have too many situations where we you know have like a stretch whether it be minutes or multiple possessions or whatever where our mistakes pile up like I think when we were in Kingsford um, right before Christmas we had I think a 24 point lead with about a minute to go in the third quarter and next thing you know they rattle off eight or ten in a row, and it wasn't um, like they weren't making good plays, but we were making it a little bit too easy for them. And so if we can kind of limit those situations to less often and smaller times, then we'll be getting closer to where we need to be. Well, Ben, what was uh, making your team so efficient early on against Escanaba? What was the key to getting out to the hot start that you did? Um, well, we defended well, but um, we had Avery Leedy and Sid Keevy. We found them in the post, I think, on four of our first five possessions and finished plays nicely in there. Um, and again, against just about anybody, I think we have a, at least a, an equal or decent matchup in the post. And against a lot of teams, they don't have um, the kids with size or multiple kids with size. So we have to try and uh, work our kids into spots where they can take advantage of that. Well, you go up to Calumet tonight, and they're a team that makes you scrap and claw, try to earn a win. Tell me what to expect from Calumet. Yeah, well, they um, have some guards that will get after you. They have a freshman post player who, obviously, as she gets more experience, will be uh, more and more effective. Uh, They have a big win against West Iron, um, and, you know, some of their results are a little bit um, hard to judge because they'll have a, a good result and then one that, 
you know, it leaves you scratching your head a little bit. But anytime you got to travel um, on a bus for that long, you have that built-in excuse. You know, like we were kind of talking about last week with the um, idea of the big layoff. But hopefully, um, we come out and you know, again, look down into the post first, and then you know, find shooters out of that. But all the stuff I think is dependent on how well we guard. You know, because I think it's just so much easier to score off turnovers or off stops than it is when you're taking it out of the bucket every time after they score and they press a little bit and we don't want to let them get set up because that was one thing on Tuesday, just a couple trips where we just didn't handle it very well and then we got it, the ship righted and we were able to finish some plays um, and take advantage of their pressure. Do they play a little bit different style of basketball up there in the Copper Country as opposed to down here? Um, i I would say they play a good brand. You know, I think it's kind of, it travels. Um, you know, you can see that a lot of places. Um, Calumet does have a new coach this year, so it'll be a little bit different wrinkle. Uh, we played them uh, once last year, and then the two or three previous years, they would come to a Christmas tournament that we would host. So I did get to see them quite a bit. Um, but this year, I haven't really seen them as much, so I can't say exactly all the adjustments they make. But um, like I said, on film, they do some pretty good things, so we can hopefully make them uncomfortable in the stuff that they want to do. Um, but, you know, they play that new conference up there with the West Pack with kind of that uh, mid-pen teams going over there. They definitely get to see a lot of different styles and, you know, play and scrap against a lot of different things. So they'll be ready, so we better be too. Ben, as always, appreciate the time. All the best tonight. Look forward to talking again soon. All right, thanks a bunch. More after this on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwyn Model-Towner girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. Well, coach, don't look now, but your team's 7-1, and one, and quietly you've become one of the top teams in the Upper Peninsula. And I say that because your team's maybe not getting recognized as well as they probably should, but a seven-game win streak, and you've know, got to feel good about where you are right now. feel really good. If you were to ask me at the beginning of the year if, um, you know, I'd, that I, if I would take a 7-1 record after eight games, I probably would have took it hands down and ran with it. So um, I knew coming in we were fully capable of, of making a run like we have. Um, it was just, you know, executing and doing the things that we've been doing. And, yeah, I'm, I'm happy where we're at. I think the girls are happy where we're at. Um, you know, seven in a row is something that we don't see out here a whole lot. So, you know, when you get a season like this, it's special, and you really like to run with it. What's been working for you guys so well? What's been giving you so much success? Offensively, um, I run an offense where everyone gets pretty much equal touches, and I have 
five girls who can pretty much score, you know, and then I got some girls off the bench who can also score. You know, four of my five starters last night had double po- double figures in points, and when you can get, you know, four or five girls in the double, you know, double point, you know, a double digits in points, you know, it it, it puts a lot of pressure and stress on uh, the opponent's defense. What's some things that you want to try and build on? As we're almost at the halfway point this season, where can your team continue to improve? Defensively, we're not nearly as good as we need to be defensively. Um, we kind of uh, rest on trying to kind of outscore people at times, and not that we're taking possessions off defensively. We just—it feels like every time I watch film, there's, you know, there's um, uh, every possession we have a breakdown. Whether it's not containing the ball handler, whether our backside is late, whether our rotations are late, and obviously you want to fix that. Not that you're going to be perfect every night, but you want to make sure you have girls in the right positions as much as you can, and and. It, we never lack effort. It's not an effort thing. It's just, you know, making sure that we do all those little things and that we don't give uh, our opponents easy baskets. Well, last night you picked up a nice 75-39 win against Lots. Everything seemed to be clicking for you in that game. Tell me uh, a little bit from your perspective how it went. Well, we scored 48 first-half points. We were 9 of 16 from the three-point line. We shot 52% in the first half. I mean, offense, like I said, offensively everything was working and going you know they tried to zone us and i think we missed our first six shots and then after that i don't i don't know if we missed to be honest um you know the the three-point shot was falling we were getting to the rim making layups um and we held them to 19 first half points which is a really good output you know for, for a first half um but we still did some things defensively that um you, you just want to correct and fix you know, gave up a couple of second-chance opportunities because we couldn't secure rebounds. So, like I said, a lot of our issues are on the defensive side, and we're working really hard in practice on fixing that stuff. We're not the biggest team around. You know, we kind of run at times five guards out there. So, you know, really stressing that everybody's got to, you know, buy into rebounding, and we, we can't run our break until we obviously secure the basketball and that all five of them have to be, you know, sticking their noses in there doing the dirty work. So... Again, offensively, I'm not really concerned with, with what we do or how we do it. Um, you know, the girls have a great understanding of our offense and what's expected and how we do things. It's, you know, really digging in on the defensive end. How are the girls feeling with their success early on? Are they fairly confident? Or are they letting their emotions show that they're having fun at 7-1? and one? Uh, it, What's the confidence level like with them? I got a really blue-collar group. Um, never get too high, never get too low. Um, you know, the, you expect them, you know, when we go on big runs to come off the floor, you know, hollering and yelling and, and, and screaming and that stuff, but they don't. You know, they. I think if you took a, a snapshot of our team coming off the floor in the locker rooms after the game, you really wouldn't know whether we had won the game or had lost the game. Um, and I like that about our group. I like, you know, that, you know, when things are going good, you know, we're not super overconfident. And when things are going bad, you know, we're not ready to, to ditch everything and, and get away from what we do. So um, I think confidence-wise, yeah, I, I, I mean, after seven straight wins, I think they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves and where we're at. Um, and, and a big part of it is it's, it's a selfless group. You know, everyone's for each other. Um, we really stress team and family. And, uh, you know, we girl, a lot of girls, different girls have stepped up throughout the season, you know, as evident of last night when you got four different girls, double-digit scoring and, you know, it's really a good group to be around. It's a fun group to be around. 
I'm actually able to coach this year. There's no excuses. You know, when I tell a girl that they got to fix something or do something, there's not a hundred excuses on why they're doing it the way they are. They say yes, coach, and they go about their business. Super coachable, um, and I think it correlates to wins. You know, I, I really do. I, I don't have to worry about what I say to them or, or how they're going to take something. Um, they, they take my criticism and they, they try to fix it the best that they can. And, you know, it's obviously showed in our one-loss record. Well, Coach, you have a big one coming up on Tuesday, a pair of 7-1 and one teams as you welcome Nagani. Tell me about that matchup, or have you started looking ahead to that one already? Uh, we, we always look at Nagani, you know. Um, yeah, we, you know, we know what they do. Um, Sager hasn't changed a whole lot throughout the years, so we're going to take, obviously, the next three days and, and really work on, you know, some of the staples in their offense you know, defending the flex screen, defending the double screen where they come up and get a shot from the top of the key, all that kind of stuff. You know, we're going to be definitely prepared. We're always prepared. And uh, it's just our girls, you know, being in the right spots at the right times. Again, I'm more worried defensively about us than I am really, really offensively. So um, Nagani is always well coached. They never beat themselves. Super disciplined, fundamentally sound, you know, all those things. And I think, you know, any coach you talk to would kind of say the same thing about them. So, if we're going to beat Nagani on Tuesday, you know, we're really going to have to play a good game, and uh, we're going to have to beat them because they very, very rarely beat themselves. Yeah, you got a grueling schedule coming up. You've got Nagani, Calumet always makes you earn a win, then, of course, Westwood and West Iron County after that. So you've got a tough stretch of games coming up here, and uh, you'll get to learn a lot about your squad. How is the team feeling as they prepare for such a grueling stretch? Well, we just we take it one game at a time. You know, we're we're worried about Nagani, and then we'll worry about the you know the rest of them as as they come up. But you know, you kind of said that we're maybe a little underrated. I think if we put together a little stretch here, I think that would uh, really change in the in the upcoming weeks. But again, we got to take care of our stuff, and you know, if we can get a couple of wins out of those four, that you know, obviously that would be really nice. So, but like I said, you know, I'm I'm not really worried about the West Irons, the Westwoods, the Calumets yet until. Uh, we get Nagani, and um, it's a game that, you know, we haven't had a whole lot of success against Nagani. I don't think a lot of, of programs have had a whole lot of success against Nagani. So, you know, it's, it's more or less, you know, you're, you're fighting two battles. You're fighting, you know, the, the basketball battle, and then you're fighting the mental battle as well. So, um, again, you know, take it one at a time. You know, worry about those other three as they come. But, yes, we're going to find out a lot about who we are in the next couple of weeks. Ben, uh, you mentioned that maybe you're a little underrated. Do the girls have a chip on their shoulder for that? Do you? Do you maybe want to – does it motivate you in, in any sense? Uh, you'd have to ask the girls that. Does it motivate me? I mean, I don't take a whole lot of stock in where we're ranked or, or anything like that. Um, you know, honestly, how many of the people who vote have actually seen us play, you know? So you got to kind of take that in, into you know effect a little bit and – you know, then you look at the state rankings, and, and again, you know, how many of those people who vote on, whoever votes on that, you know, have actually seen all those teams play. So you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. I would think it motivates the girls a little bit. You know, we haven't had a whole ton of success out here, and I know the, most of our girls haven't had a whole ton of success. I mean, we had nine wins last year. So um, we're learning how to win. We're learning the ways to win. We're fighting through some tough ones, and we're jumping on people early in some other ones. And, you know, I, I just – we keep doing what we're doing, and I think if, if we continue to win basketball games, I, I think the, the notoriety and the, you know, the, the ratings or whatever you want, the rankings will, will come with wins. And that's kind of what, 
you know, I've been telling our girls that if you want to be seen, if you want to be noticed, just keep winning basketball games. And if you keep winning basketball games, you know, the people, the, the media, they'll come, they'll come and check you out. Coach, as always, thanks for taking the time. Looking forward to talking again here soon. Thank you, Tanner, for all you do. Appreciate it. Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwen. That's it for us. Thanks for tuning in to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show.